Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. A very physical team. They've had some injuries as well. We don't know exactly who they're going to play at quarterback, running back, but they have capable backups at either place. The, the problem is, is at quarterback, they're totally two different types of offenses that we have to prepare for. We would have to do that some anyway uh, because they're, they're playing both quarterbacks quite a little bit, but it's just different now knowing that Will got hurt. We don't know where that is. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Trigger Tuesday thus far. But we know that every Tuesday we have a chance to catch up with Razorback offensive lineman Josh Braun as we recap the previous weekend game and look ahead towards the next game. And it's all thanks to Matt Black's All-State Insurance. So without further ado, let's go ahead and hear from Josh Braun. Offensive lineman Josh Braun is brought to you by Matt Black with All-State Insurance. Matt Black with All-State can take care of your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Well, fans, it is once again a Tuesday here on Out of Bounds, and that means we are joined by Joshua Braun, the offensive lineman for the Arkansas Razorbacks, thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance, and Josh, uh, as always, man, we really appreciate you joining us. How are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Well, we're doing good. We're doing good. And, in fact, I know at one point in time, you know, we want to come on here and talk about a win, and there is no such thing as moral victories as we talked about. But that was quite the performance against Alabama, knowing that they are a great team and in their place. Uh, I still want to come up with the win, but uh, it showed a lot of fight for you and your team to be able to – uh, kind of stifle them a little bit and, and make it interesting there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, ultimately we came up short, but um, other than four or five plays that if had gone differently, the game would have changed. Um, we're, we're proud of our effort. Um, I'm proud in our team that we didn't give up down 24 to 6. Um, I'm sure many people uh, across the country had thrown in the towel for us, but we kept fighting, we kept plugging away, and ultimately had a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. We just didn't execute well enough to win. So I'm curious about that because you, you've played on a lot of different football teams in, in your mm-hmm. life. And I'm sure there's been times where, you know, maybe uh, you got down early and it ended up being a blowout or, you know, you maybe just once the game was over, the, the team kind of uh, was unable to get anything going. But for Arkansas, again, you still want to win the game. What is mm-hmm. the key to your team and everything that you guys do to where against Alabama, Everyone's writing you off, but you guys aren't. You're still fighting. You're still playing hard. And even after losing a few games in a row, you guys are still out there competing and playing until the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I think it it all starts with our identity. Um, even though we've lost games, we don't believe we're losers. Um, we're playing the game to win. And at no point in the game do we think we're going to lose until the clock hits zero. And so we're going to just keep doing our best, keep fighting away, trying to get uh, the, the third win that we've been searching for for five weeks now. But, um, I mean, I, it's just a great testament to our team as competitors that uh, I think going into halftime it was 21-6. to six, And, I mean, we, we hadn't scored an offensive touchdown going into halftime. And yet that wasn't our focus. We weren't worried about that. We were worried about, hey, 
our defense is going to stop them. We're going to go out and score. Our defense is going to stop them again. And we're going to go out and score, and it's going to be a tie ball game. And so that's our mentality every week, whether we're d- down 21 to 6 or whether we're up 21 to 6. So looking at the time where you did end up scoring a, a couple of touchdowns in the second mm-hmm. half, just what, what did you feel like was different about those particular drives and those particular plays compared to what was in the first half where uh, you may not have gotten mm-hmm. anything going as far as getting in the end zone, but uh, something happened in the second half where you put together a couple of drives and got in the end zone that way? Yeah, um, I feel with the first half we had a lot of good plays. And throughout all of our drives in the first half we had – Let's say I don't I don't know the exact number, but let's say six or seven good plays in however many drives we had. But we weren't able to put a full complete drive together where it was six and seven, eight, nine plays in a row where we were all executing a hundred percent across the board that allowed us to get into the end zone, which on those two drives where we ultimately did score, it was just everything fell into place um, with the plays. Whether even if someone messed up, it wasn't a, a drive killing mistake. Yeah, because it's one of those things, too, where in this game, it seemed like you guys would get something going. Even in the first part of the game, you didn't get into the end zone, but you at least got in field goal range. And, and looks yeah. like Cam Whittle's field goal range is unlimited at this point in time. But well, yeah, I mean, it's really easy to get into field goal range when you have to get to, what, the, the 45, the 40? So. Yeah. I yeah, mean, with, I him, with him back there, we're always in field goal range, I feel like. Yeah, like, and, and I know, <laughs> I guess since we're on that, like – I've never seen – I mean, there's been a lot of great kickers that's come through college football, but the one that he hit, I think it was the first one, where he went for 55 yards, that one might have been good from 65. I, it, I've always just well, been Well, uh, last week in that. practice, he uh, – I don't know the exact – what's the uh, – I think the NCAA record is a 69-yard field goal or something. I yeah, may be seven, way off. Somewhere now. But yeah, I think so. he hit a 68-yarder in practice last week, like going into the Alabama game. And so – None of us thought the field goals were in question. When we, when we sent the field goal unit out, we all assumed we got three points. And ultimately we did because Cam is such a great kicker. But we have complete faith in him whenever he's back there. Yeah, I, I've just wondered, too, like when you have that confidence, obviously you want to get in the end zone score touchdown. That's the goal for the offense. But uh, it's got to be a, a great feeling to know that uh, even in, against Alabama where you, know, you guys were only down by a field goal, 24-21, and you had the ball in your hands – uh, you're in a position to where I'm, feel, I'm sure you're like, hey, we want to score a touchdown and take the lead for sure. However, you know, we yeah. midfield, we know we have a guy that's going to be able to kick this field goal and possibly send mm-hmm. it to overtime. That was definitely going through my head. I was, um, I forget how much time was left on the clock when we got the ball. Uh, do you happen to know? Is it seven yeah, minutes? Yeah, it, it was uh, actually at that point in time because I remember – uh, there was still, like, obviously plenty of time to, to go, but mm-hmm. uh, I believe you guys got the ball left with 10 minutes to go, and then uh, you ended up punting with about 5.19 to go in the game. Yeah, I knew um, I knew with a team like Alabama, if you score to go ahead, but you give them enough time to score, that it's going to be hard to stop them from scoring just because of who they are. Um, so I was hoping to go on a crazy 10-minute drive to just ice the game away. Uh, but I knew that if we got Cam back there in field goal range, he would tie the game up, and I have complete faith in our defense that they would be able to stop uh, anybody who's across the field from us. So um, ultimately, we as an offense didn't put Cam in that position to tie the game up. Uh, I feel sorry for him because that would just be an amazing experience, but um, hopefully this week we're not in a position where we have to get him in field goal range to tie the game, but if we do, I, I hope the offense is ready, and I think we will be. So I want to play you a video clip, actually, because this is a a question I want to ask, and then I want to have a a reaction not only from the question but also from the video. So K.J. Jefferson uh, obviously was uh, a a great player in this game but had a great play where it looked like he was dead to right sacked, and Mm. he just throws the guy off of him and and completes the pass. I want your reaction, but this is also what Nick Saban, the head coach of Alabama, had to say after the game about that particular play and about K.J. Jefferson. Uh, so that you can go out there and play the way you need to play against really good competition. You know, I got a lot of respect for Arkansas's team. I mean, LSU beat them by three points. Ole Miss beat them by a touchdown all on the road. All right, so this is not the kind of team that you all think they are. They're a good team, and that quarterback is a handful. I mean, you know, when a quarterback can take a, a, a major college football player and sling them off like a gnat on a fly's ass. I mean, a fly on a, a gnat on a cow's ass. I mean, that, 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 
that was one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen a player make. And, um, you know, but we said one guy gets a guy, you know, you got to hold on, you got to hang on, and we got to clean him up. We didn't clean him up. So, I mean, hearing that from Nick Saban, who I'm sure has seen a lot of great college football plays, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's quite the – uh, that's quite the opinion to have of, of that particular play and that a play that you were right there in the mix and saw what KJ was able to do. Yeah, I mean, that that was phenomenal. Um, I was told when I first got to Arkansas, and I think it sums up KJ pretty well, and I've, I've said it before, I don't know where, but uh, someone told me KJ lifts weights. And, <laughs> I mean, that's perfectly summed up in that video. I'd never seen anybody do that. I didn't know. I didn't know that was possible. Uh, but to to throw the guy off and then make the brilliant pass that he did was just uh, it was special to be a part of. Um, I'm sad that that play didn't win us the game, and so it's hopefully it'll be remembered. But I know that plays during losses don't usually get remembered. But um, that was just crazy. Um, I'm still speechless. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I can't imagine. I mean. Coach Saban's one of the best college football coaches in the history of the sport, so that's big words for KJ. Yeah, and I think with KJ too, and just and of course you get to play with him and practice with him each and every day, and, uh, and you know knowing his capabilities. I'm curious because I've had a theory about KJ, and you can mm-hmm. agree, disagree, or, or put uh, put a correction on it. But I've always felt like KJ is great no matter what, but he's at his best whenever he has to almost improvise in a way where it's not about, you know, thinking about doing reads or, or looking at it. It's more about like when he's in that moment and he's got a guy coming at him or if he's got a guy on top of him, whatever it is, it seems like he is always at his best whenever he can just, because everyone, it's like I think the third or fourth time he's gotten out of a, a sack like that before. Mm-hmm. And it's not just he's gotten out of it, but each and every time he's completed a pass downfield to make it happen or he's ran a long way to, to make the play. So it's not just breaking the tackle, but it's making a play in addition to that. And it just yeah. seems like whenever those things are happening, he's at its best. Um, I don't know um, a lot about QB play, so I don't know when he would be at his best per se, but I know that as an offensive lineman, he shouldn't need to make those plays. It's great that we're talking about how strong he is to be able to throw the guy off and make the pass, but he shouldn't be in that situation to begin with. Um, we needed to communicate the protection better. We needed to protect it better up front. Um, and not just that play, but plays throughout the game. I think one of his long, uh, one of his long runs, I think it was the second touchdown maybe. Um, I may be wrong, but he made a great play. Um, it feels weird to say, but he shouldn't have had to make that play. Um, he shouldn't have been in that situation. But knowing that he's a great improvisationist, if that's a word. Um, now. <laughs> uh, coined, Josh Braun. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> just knowing he has the ability to make great plays, even if we don't protect him as we should, definitely gives us, I don't want to say more confidence because at the end of the day, you shouldn't be in those situations. But it's definitely comforting to know that even if we do mess up, the play is not over. He has the ability to extend it into a 30-40. I think uh, in the LSU game, uh, was it one of our touchdowns or just a big play that was similar to that? I think he threw it to Luke Haz and Haz just ran it for a very, very long way. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a time ago. I don't, don't really remember that game very well. But um, he's definitely a great athlete, and it's a privilege to protect him. Speaking with Josh Braun, Razorback offensive lineman here on Out of Bounds, thanks to Matt Black, All-State Insurance. Now, Josh, also looking at uh, what, you know, again, there, there were some times where you, not only as individualized offensive line unit, you know, it, it's been ups and downs, as we know, for this season. But it felt like in this game, maybe not only did you guys uh, perform better, not you know, limiting penalties and whatnot, but it seemed like the, as the game went on, you guys maybe got a little bit more comfortable. It, was that something that was, was, was also kind of the feeling there, too, that as the game went on, it seemed like you guys in, improved and started uh, settling in a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Coach Pittman was preaching throughout the week as we were getting ready for Bama to, uh, that at some point the logo has to come off. They're just another team. Although their history is more decorated than many others, 
it's, it's a new season every year, and this is a whole new Alabama team compared to what they were last year and, and years prior. And I feel like as the game went on, that's what you saw start happening. Um, the logo started to peel, and then we ripped it off coming out of halftime, and we were just playing football. And so, unfortunately, we didn't do that earlier in the game. Um, but we definitely got more confidence as the drive started going, and we got more plays and more experience playing against um, such a great defensive line as Alabama had. But I think going forward, we need to just come out of the gate swinging. Um, I mean, we, we hung with the best. Ultimately, we didn't prevail, and so that hurts. And we have a point to prove this week and, and weeks coming up that we're a good team. Our record doesn't show that, but at the end of the day, it's football. Um, you're never as good as you are in football, and you're never as bad as you are. I mean, we're two and five right now. We could easily be five and two. We could easily be seven and zero. I mean, it just changes play to play, drive to drive, week to week. I mean, I think you saw. Uh, I won't get into that. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could, we could go down probably a few roads there too. Yeah, I, I decided uh, against it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And you know, the th- the thing is, is like we've talked about it pretty much the past three or four weeks roughly and you guys are returning home to play mississippi state this mm-hmm. saturday and if i did my math correctly which is probably suspect at best but at least i'm ballpark around there it, on saturday once you guys get on the field against mississippi state that's going to be 35 days since the last time that you played a game in fayetteville in the state of arkansas now there's no, i know you guys aren't going to make excuses for anything but now that you knew the schedule was coming up that way you've gone through it just what was reflecting on that like was it a lot more difficult than you thought it would be was it about the same like what was that like just being gone and not having a home game because i i feel like it's ridiculous that the schedule was made that way and being gone that long but was it something that even entered in your mind or was it just next game up i feel like at a certain point it made it easier um if that makes sense so first time going on the road we went to lsu that was a big transition. Then we had to go to Dallas, and that was a big transition. But then when we started getting to Ole Miss, it was kind of routine. Um, you were traveling on the road. You had a flight. You had to bus to the airport, fly to the place, then bus to the hotel, and that just became rote. And so I feel like going into Alabama, it wasn't even a, a thought in our minds that we were traveling to Alabama. It was hey, we're playing a game. Whenever we play a game, we get on a plane because that's all we know for the past four weeks. Um, But, yeah, I didn't – I'm disappointed because people always bring up, oh, that's a brutal stretch. Oh, you're playing four games against three of the best teams in the West, four of the – I mean, people consider four of the best teams in the country um, preseason every year. And so – to go through that stretch and know how close we were in each game and to not come out with a win, um, it, it's disappointing because I feel like we could have went undefeated in those four games. And then the narrative would now be, oh, you gave us such a brutal stretch and look what we did with it. And um, I feel like it's just an opportunity missed. Um, and I, I would say I hope we get an opportunity to prove ourselves next year, but I really don't want to do four back-to-back <laughs> road games again. So. No, no, no college football team has ever had to do that this year. So, I, I mean, it's absurd. But also, um, speaking of that, I, I wanted to play this other clip from Nick Saban after the game, which uh, I know it's kind of uh, different. But, you know, he, he talked about just the, the physicality and what you guys bring as a team. And I, I thought the way that he put it was uh, really well put together about uh, talking about Sam Pittman and just the team in general. Responsibility. I always get asked what the halftime message was, but, Obviously, this one is not worth repeating, so why would we even talk about it? Uh, obviously, it wasn't very good. So, um, But anyway, uh, we got a lot that we can learn from. Got a lot of respect for this team. I told, this, I told our team, I said, this is going to be a different kind of fight. Right? Because you know Sam is an offensive line guy. He's a tough guy. He's a physical guy. And their team is going to keep fighting in the game, no matter what. They always do when they play us. So we, 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 we need to be ready for that. And uh, obviously, didn't make that point as well as I needed. 
mm-hmm. fight uh, that that you guys have, and and pointed out from Nick Saban, uh, you know, like we've talked about, but teams that may lose a few games in a row start f- failing a little bit, start fading out a little bit, but you guys mm-hmm. are continuing to fight. Uh, you alluded to it a little bit before, but is it just the culture that you guys have? Is it the way that the mentality is of the team? Just uh, how are you guys able to continue to when you're losing a few games in a row, but also being down big in a game on the road, still fighting, still going through it, and still doing everything you can to win the game? Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a testament to the culture that Coach Pittman has created. Um, I feel like every player on the team knows how much he cares for Arkansas football and us as players individually. And we just – I won't speak for the rest of the team. Me, personally, I – want to help Coach Pittman achieve his dream. Um, uh, He gave me an opportunity, um, a second chance, um, when I went to the transfer portal, and I owe him a great deal for that. And every day I go to work, and I hope that I'm helping him achieve his dream. I wanted to give him his marquee win on Saturday, um, beating Bama at Bama would have been huge. Um, and so for at least for me, that's what drives me whenever we get down. I want uh, to just make him proud, make the state proud. And I feel like that's echoed across the board um, throughout the team. It's just we represent the state of Arkansas. We're the primetime marquee sporting event in the state. And we're – not, we're not. We're disheartened that we're two and five and we can't put a better season together for the fans. But we're not letting that stop us how we mentally and physically prepare for the rest of the games this season. And within within a game, even when we're down, even when we make a few mistakes, those mistakes don't define us as long as we keep fighting. Um, I mean, you saw in this game, as long as you keep fighting, you're going to have a chance to win it at the end. And actually, my oldest brother. Uh, when he was playing at Georgia Tech, he he told me this uh, a long time ago, and it stuck with me. Um, and I may be paraphrasing because it was a couple years ago that he said this. But so he was playing uh, when he was at Georgia Tech. He played Clemson back when Clemson was starting to be good, and then my middle brother played Clemson when they were, but they were the Clemson we all know now. And they both had to play Georgia, um, and so my oldest brother always told me in games like this where you are statistically not supposed to win by a large margin. When you're going up against the Goliaths of the college football world or just in your season, that when you're facing these games where they're overlooking you, the only thing you can do is keep fighting. That, um, And I've been on the other side of this a couple times where you overlook a game going into it because you feel like you're going to win no matter what because you're the team you are. So I feel like they felt like they were going to win because they were the Alabama Crimson Tide. And so they, I don't, I don't know their practice habits, so I won't ascribe anything to them, but let's say they didn't prepare as good as they should have last week. And so maybe they took us lightly because at the end of the day we're two and four, which on paper that doesn't look very good. And so first quarter comes around, they assume that they're going to go out and beat us because they're Alabama and we're Arkansas. And we come out and we get two field goals. And so, in their head, they're like, oh man, we really got to step it up, but it's an 11 a.m. kickoff, so they don't really, they're not feeling it, they don't have the edge because it's so early. And then, boom, they have a long pass and they score. And they're like, all right, there we go. That's, that's the spark that's going to make us win because we're Alabama. And so then you see them, they come out and stop us, they score again, stop us, score again, it's 21-6, to six, we go into halftime. And now at halftime, they're thinking, it's 21-6, to six, game's over, we've won this. And so my brother always said that that's, that's the time where they're wrong. You don't win the game at halftime no matter how many points you're up. I mean, we saw that with Colorado versus uh, Stanford. It was 29-0 to zero at half, I believe. Yeah. They didn't win that game at halftime. They were up 29-0, but that's still not – the game's not over. You have a second half. And so although they thought they were going to win, so maybe they didn't take the halftime preparations as serious as they should They should have taken them. And so then we come out, we score, stop them, score again. And now it's 24-21. And by the time they realize that it's 24-21, it's middle of the fourth quarter and we have the ball. And so that's all you can do. My brother always said – 
in those games, you just have to hang on to the rope. You can't let go. You can't get discouraged. You just have to keep fighting. And then at the end, you shock them and you score and you win the game. And uh, so that's in my head. I was trying to relay that to my uh, friends and teammates that we just got to keep going. We got to hold on to the rope. Don't, don't let go of the rope. Don't let go of the, the hope. Keep the faith. Just keep fighting. And ultimately, we did have a time in the fourth quarter where we could have won the game. Um, and we didn't. <laughs> so I can say all these words and, yeah. and spew good intentions, but uh, at the end of the day, it's tainted because we didn't win the game. But you're not going to go into a game. You're not going to go play a team like Alabama at their house and blow them out. And so that's just they're they're too they're too good of athletes and they're too well coached to for that to happen to them. And so I think the only thing realistically is you just keep fighting, keep fighting, and then take your shot at the end of the game and hope you win um, because your shot lands. But unfortunately, <laughs> I say this every week, and so we're yeah. trying to get this get this going, but our shot didn't land. Well, cheers. That's, yeah, cheers to that, seriously, yeah. Because uh, I, I, I know that with... You know the schedule that you guys still have coming up. That's the thing is you always have another game in front of you to to, to kind of right the ship. And now you turn the page to Mississippi State. It's at home and uh, it is an 11 a.m. game and everything. But just uh, what what's kind of the vibe and mentality this week? And also, uh, what do you make of Mississippi State as a team? Where you, you never talk about overlooking anybody. You don't want to ever overlook anybody, especially at this point. But uh, it feels like having this game at home, it might be an advantage for your team. Just how do you feel about going into this game and maybe something that, uh, you know, about Mississippi state and what they do? Yeah, they, um, they blitz a lot. They're a high pressure team. They, they have a lot of various fronts that they're going to display. Uh, we've got to communicate efficiently. We have to know our spots, know our footwork, know our, um, responsibilities inside and out. Um, and I mean that that's whoever we play on Saturday, that's basically what it's going to come down to you have to know your responsibilities, you have to communicate efficiently, and you have to play physical. And we've done bits and pieces of that throughout the year. We haven't put all that together into one game. And so I think that's our focus going into Mississippi State. Just play a complete game, communicate, play physical, and know our responsibilities. Uh, <laughs> I don't want someone to take that out of context and say, oh, they're right. still working on knowing their responsibilities <laughs> yeah, week yeah. eight of the season. When I say that, I mean knowing our responsibilities versus the fronts that they're presenting. Knowing their tendencies and their tells to know what they're bringing and how we're handling that as an offensive unit each play. Which is different than just knowing, oh, on inside zone, I do this. It's on inside zone to the right when the defensive lineman is in this technique with his hand down here and the linebacker is in this leverage and we have a running back to the left or to the right or a tight end on the ball or off the ball. It's taking all of that and knowing what my responsibility is for that play versus that look with that backfield and the tight end on the ball. And so I just wanted to clarify that before I get taken out of context. But um, yeah. um, our mentality is we're trying to go on a run to finish the season. We're trying to win out. And the only way to win out is to win this week. And that's our mentality going forward is just to win the week, win Monday through Friday, and then on Saturday, execute efficiently and go win. And if we do that, we'll win this week, and we'll just keep doing that as the weeks go on. Well, I, I am going to mix it up. I got to, I got like, forget all the other football stuff. I got the most important question, because this is something we talked about. And I, I was thinking about, I was like, I don't know if I was going to ask you, but I want to ask you anyways, just for the sake of levity. <laughs> um, so we were at a discussion about like with the weather changing and, you know, getting a little cooler outside and everything. Um, like it went in your house. At what point in time do you like get the temperature to where you're like, okay, I'm going to turn on the heater now. Like at, at what, at what temperature does it get to where you're like, all right, I'm done fighting this. We, we got to turn the heat on because this has been a high, highly contested thing. Some people have said mm-hmm. it, it needs to get into the fifties before they turn on the heat. Other people say that it's like, uh, something where they're turn on the heat as soon as it hits 68 degrees. So I was just curious for you, like, what, what, is, what is that temperature? What, what's, the, what's the thermostat have to say? I will say we turn the heater on in my house whenever my wife turns it on. I don't touch the <laughs> heater because I like it cold. So whenever she gets cold and she's had enough, she'll turn the heat on. She actually has 
a uh, little space heater that she uses if if it's not quite cold enough to turn the heat on she'll use that um but i mean we're from florida and yeah. so let me see in our old house last year how cold was it in our house before we turned the heat on yeah um so it doesn't matter the temperature outside it was 59 degrees in our house before we turned the heat on and my parents came over and they were like why is it so cold in here and i'm like it's florida you don't turn the heat on in florida you spend all summer being hot and turning the ac on so that you have to save money in the winter you just don't turn the heat on but ultimately we did cave when it was like it was 59 degrees in the house i think it was 30 for, I don't know. It's we're from Florida, so thirties yeah. and forties is cold to us. But um, <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do here. I'm trying to get um, like the the bug netting, the screens from yeah. my door, so I can open up the uh, balcony doors and just let it cool off the house. But um, I like being cold, so I'll throw a sweater on and some sweatpants and a big blanket and be fine. Yeah. Well, out of curiosity, do you, do you rather play football in the cold? Like, no, like, no, that's that's awful. It's okay. Football supposed to be played in like ninety-five, a hundred degree heat. It's not <laughs> supposed to be cold. Because uh, I was telling the guys, it was uh, I think Ole Miss. It was a night game, and so Monday after the Ole Miss game, I was like, man, I was freezing out there. And they turned to me and they're like, Josh, it was sixty-two. I was like, yeah, I know, it's freezing. Oh gosh. So I'm, I'm praying not for any night games in November in Arkansas because I can't handle it. <laughs> uh, well, see, that, it's, that's, it's just funny to me because it's like I can tell you're a Florida kid because, I mean, everyone's like, oh, man, once the October gets here and it's in that 50 and 60 degree range, like that's football weather. And I've, I've always just wondered for football players themselves, uh, you know, which one do they prefer? But because I know like in, in like when it's cold outside, when you get hit, it feels like it hurts a little bit more. Like it just, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just the way it is or what, but. Yeah, you're one of the few people I've seen that's like, nah, football needs to be played 95 degrees. Yeah. That's why I've gotten my uh, my cleats need to be soaked by the end of practice because it's so hot. <laughs> or else it's not it's not hot enough. But uh, I mean, I think I played I played in one cold game in high school and two cold games in college. I played at South Carolina, which was a night game, and at Missouri, which was I think it was a 3:30 kick. And I actually looked back because uh, I was telling the guys like, oh, I've played in cold weather. They were like, oh, yeah, it was like 17 here for one game. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I looked, and I think we played – when we played at South Carolina and at Missouri, it was like 42. <laughs> and I was wearing thick leggings, thick long sleeve shirt. Oh, I'm not I'm – not, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, well, you know, fans here, they're, they're, they love their night games. I think last year against Ole Miss, when Arkansas won pre-handedly, it was uh, pretty frigid. As I remember, I went out to tailgate, and we started at first light, is what we say, is tailgate. Mm-hmm. So first light, I think we were out there at like 6 a.m. I don't know why yeah. we were. And I think I got frostbite because we had these flagpoles. I had to put up the flags, of course, because you can't have a tailgate without flags. And they were like frozen. They literally were frozen. Oh. That's how cold it was. And we were out there all day. I started. I was like, that was really dumb of us. But it ended up being <laughs> great because the game was awesome. But still, yeah, yeah. Like it's like there's some about in, in the cold weather and you know having like whether it's chili or gumbo or whatever it is. Like I don't know. There's just something to it. But as a player, yeah, I feel like if I was a player, I'd probably prefer to do the warmer weather. Well, I, I get it. Like, if I was a fan and I had to go watch a football game, I would want it to be 50s, 60s, because yeah. then I wouldn't be sweating. But right. As a player, you're going to sweat anyway, and you're going to have to shower after the game, so might as well. <laughs> in for a penny, in for a pound, make it 100 degrees. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, I've, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think fans, as I said, if they're going to be, fans are going to be sweating, it'll be probably for other reasons, too, while they're in the stands, if that's if it's that cold and they're sweating, probably. <laughs> probably for many other reasons but uh, Josh man as always we appreciate you joining us appreciate Matt Black Allstate Insurance for making it possible good luck this Saturday I know you guys are ready to be home and we're ready to see you guys back in Donald W. Reynolds Razorback Stadium and uh, we look Mm -hmm. forward to catching up with you next week All right. sounds good I'm looking forward to it hi neighbor it's Garen with Shamrock Roofing fall is upon us Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind now. Visit shamrockroofer.com for a chance to win a new roof free. 
Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, it's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. The end of the year is near, and Guatney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs, even with manufacturer price increases. Guatney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney, 501-945-4444. It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lion's Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lion's Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lion's Drug. Planning an outdoor event this fall? Arkansas Portable Toilets has the perfect solution. Rent a portable toilet. No, I'm not talking about your typical porta potty, although they do have those. I'm talking about a luxurious portable restroom. From two stall to ten stall and everything in between, Arkansas Portable Toilets can accommodate. Your guests will be stunned at the quality and amenities from climate control to an entertainment system. Call Arkansas Portable Toilets today, 501-430-3158, or just go to the website. ARPortableToilets.com. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Arkansas right up on the football, second down and six. DeBinion stays in at running back. McKJ's going to throw. Fade down the right sideline. Broden's in the back of the end zone. He caught the ball. Well, he didn't catch it, but they throw a flag. After further review, the result of the play is a touchdown. Yeah. Touchdown, Arkansas. <laughs> on 103.7 The Buzz. Out of bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday, but one thing that's definitely not going to trigger anybody is the deals that are going on at Guatney Chevrolet. You asked for it and you got it. Guatney Chevrolet partner and partner popular trade, a phone for a car program is back for the month of October. And with an even bigger value, because this month at Guatney Chevrolet, your old phone is worth a valuable down payment allowance. And older the phone, the better the deal. Because if your current phone, if you turn it in, $500 down payment. Or how about... A flip phone, $550 down payment. A brick phone, $600 down payment. A vintage bag phone, $700 down payment allowance. You're only getting that at Guadney Chevrolet. So don't go trade your phone for another phone. What's the point of that? When you can trade it all for a new ride with Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. And all of this with no payments until after New Year. So you're talking about going the entire time for the rest of the year with zero payments only with Guatney Chevrolet, and they still have inventory on the new 2023 Silverados, 0% with approved credit, also the 2.9% APR on 2024 Equinoxes, and they got plenty of inventory there. They have used vehicles to choose from. They also have, I'll tell you this, incredible, absolutely incredible deals going on when it comes to their used vehicles too, so they have it all. Stop what you're doing. Get over to Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. It's the, it's the number one Chevrolet dealer in all of Arkansas. And it's conveniently located off the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville at 1301 TP White Drive. You can also shop them online at GuatneyChevrolet.com. No matter what your needs may be when it comes to all things in your vehicle, check it out today with Guatney Chevrolet. Again, uh, appreciate everybody listening. It's going to be a short segment here. Went a little long with Josh Braun, but really appreciate him coming on and being a part of the show and each and every week. And appreciate Matt Black, Allstate Insurance. 
who of course is uh, making it possible for NILs, and we're working on a deal right now, which hopefully we can uh, make it work with L. Ellis, the Razorback basketball player, as uh, we're getting in contact with him and seeing if he can join us throughout the season. Really uh, looking forward to that. It's just great to have some college athletes uh, to be able to join us uh, each and every time that they can come out. So hopefully we can make that work. It's a lot of ins and outs, but uh, I think that uh, we'll have some good time with it and uh, making that possible. But a few things on the uh, Southern Structural Solutions text line before uh, we take the break and get to three and out. Chase uh, from Bowen Law School says, have y'all talked about Julio Jones signing to the Eagles? News dropped about uh, a few hours ago, but there's not a lot of talk about it I see on social media. Does that? I didn't see that, Joe. I usually get the alerts or anything, but how about that? Yeah, they just signed him because they've had some uh, some injuries going on with the receiver position. 34 years old, and mm. he uh, they feel like he still can contribute to the team. Where's he been at the la- uh, the latest? What was the last stop he was, that he was the at? Titans. The Titans, okay. Yeah, because I remember he was with Tennessee and, of course, was with the Falcons for the majority of uh, time. But uh, if he can still play and he can help them out, they'll be all about it. And uh, also, uh, there's a few other things in, in the story, in the news world. Uh, I saw that Showtime ex- is exiting boxing in the programming after 37 years. Yeah, HBO did something similar a few years ago, and now Showtime is following suit with everything going to streaming, then Mm. they feel like it's time to step away. That is wild. You know of all these different uh, networks that have had sports and particular sports, but even with boxing, I mean, Showtime boxing has been synonymous with each other, and it's knowing that it's going to be happening at the end of this year, and it was, of course, a company owned by Paramount Global. They announced it uh, earlier earlier today. And they're trying to say, quote, as we evolve our strategy to more efficiently allocating our resources and aligning our content offering across the businesses, we've made it the difficult decision to move forward with boxing and other content produced by Showtime and the sports team. So really hated to see that, but it is the way it is now in business, unfortunately. So, uh, But we'll talk more about some of the other stuff going on in the world of sports, some things we didn't get to with our headlines and storylines with 3 and Out because it's coming up next. We'll get through that, and then we'll get you set all set up for Drive Time Sports. It's next here on Out of Bounds. Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. Hi, I'm Emmett Smith, Hall of Famer and all-time leading rusher with exciting news. Football legend Emmett Smith talking about all new regenerative treatments for joint pain from the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics. But did you know that you can encourage your body to actually heal itself with the help of QC Kinetics? QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies that are natural, restorative, and long-lasting. The body is an amazing thing. Trust me, I put mine through a lot. Exciting new relief is here for pain from arthritis, knee pain, lower back pain, pain in your hips and shoulders. I'm that guy. When you Google shoulder pain, my face pops up. But you don't have to be sidelined by pain anymore. Call QC Kinetics to learn more about biologic therapies. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Let QC Kinetics help you improve your quality of life. Call QC Kinetics. 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard of the current turmoil in the auto industry. Rising used car prices and declining new car inventory is clearly a real possibility. But this month, Watney Chevrolet strikes back with 0% on 2023 Silverados. Call 501-982-2102. Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville anticipated today's car climate months ago by ordering extra new inventory and assembling a fleet of quality used cars. 
Dallas. Call 501-982-2102. Trade now because prices could soon be headed in the wrong direction. Plus, get the relief of no payments until after New Year's. Watney Chevrolet will get you right before the storm on the horizon. Watney Chevrolet, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, first off, how about that story that I know the zone was talking about it, but Tommy Lee and how he used to drink two gallons of vodka per day during his partying days. Now, that's that's at least what he claimed, and he's talking about the ungodly amount of booze that he did, which was younger, but uh, he was on Bill Maher's Club Random Podcast, and two gallons of hard alcohol, liquor, vodka, and it was just all straight. So I don't know if he meant two gallons or maybe if he meant something else. doesn't matter. It's a lot of it, and also not surprising considering he is of the Motley Crew and they like to party hard in the paint. Shane Beamer revealed that he broke a bone in his right foot after the loss to Florida. He says he doesn't expect to have surgery, but he went on to explain a little about it. He said, I was frustrated, kicked something I shouldn't have kicked, thought it was okay. Then the adrenaline wore off after the game. So he has a broken bone in his right foot, and it comes after the Gamecocks lost to the Gators, which they're now 2-4, and 1-3 and in SEC play. It's their worst start since Shane Beamer took over in 2021. So I don't really watch rugby, uh, which is you know kind of a sport that seems to be not as popular here in the United States as it is overseas. But I do enjoy seeing the ridiculous amount of fights that happen in the stands, which I don't condone it, I don't like it or anything, but I enjoy seeing the humor from it all because it is ridiculous to seeing grown adults act like children. But there is something to be said about in a rugby match when a fight breaks out into the stands, when quite a few of the people involved in the fight are dressed as the Royal British Naval Officers in 1767. It's hilarious if you haven't seen this video where they just start going at it with some other fans. All the other fans in the world, or at least in the stadium, are regularly dressed, looking like regular fans. But you got these guys that look like they're straight out of the, the British Navy from the Pirates of the Caribbean, and they're getting into a fight, too. It's just something about the humor of that, but seeing the way that they were dressed and getting into the fight. I don't know how you can get into a fight when you're dressed like that anyways. Maybe it's because of their hats, but still just a really funny moment over there in rugby. A couple in Texas that's getting married, they put on their wedding registry a $231 speeding ticket. And they uh, some of the comments that came in, now this is a wedding gift I can get behind. 
this is blanking hysterical. And another said, I'm going to do this with my ticket also, getting married soon. Speaking of weddings, a German couple wanted to throw the most American wedding possible. They, they wanted to really go crazy with it and make it really American. So what did they do? They got married up in Michigan at McDonald's. Because they felt like they couldn't get more American than having the wedding at McDonald's. And that's what they did. Had the Grimace there as the mascot. Drove off in a Mustang and a convertible that said, I'm loving it on a sign. I'm sure McDonald's had nothing to do with the promotion and everything of that. But shout out to them because you can't spell true love without a few McNuggets and some Big Macs there with McDonald's. Robert De Niro revealed that with having a, a newborn baby, he said, he's 80 years old also. He said, it doesn't get any easier. It is what it is. It's okay. I mean, I don't do any heavy lifting. I'm there to support my girlfriend, but she does the work, and we do have help, which is important. With a baby, it's different than with my 11-year-old, my adult children, my grandchildren. It's all different. So there was a flight that anytime a flight gets delayed or has some issue on it, it always would stress me out. I know it gives an anxiety to a lot of people, but there was an EasyJet flight that got canceled. To, uh, where it was uh, heading to London, and it sat on the runway for hours with people on it. Why, you ask? Because someone went number two all over the airplane bathroom. They were frustrated passengers, obviously, and they were groaning in unison because it got postponed for the third time, but it was because someone had defecated on the bathroom floor. They told passengers uh, that they some found it ri- rather entertaining, but most find it extremely frustrating. And then, especially since they had to sit on the plane for a few hours until they got back to the tar- uh, back to the gate to where they could eventually get off the plane. A bear in Connecticut broke into a home and stayed in the home for about 35 minutes. Left through the kitchen window, but before leaving, opened the freezer and grabbed some lasagna and took the lasagna. <laughs> Started eating it and then took it out out the window with it. So a bear gets into a freezer and finds something that it likes, and it happens to be lasagna. The Denver Nuggets have created an awesome nine-part miniseries that follows their journey to the NBA title. And some people are saying after watching the trailers and everything, they need to make it the norm in all sports. Some people put up documentaries and whatnot. I remember the old tapes that people would have. But putting it into a nine-part series is going to be a great thing for all the Nuggets fans to check out as it gets an in-depth behind-the-scenes of their championship run. Travis Barker is on tour overseas, and he showed some insight into what happens on a nightly basis. He went on social media, showed a pic of his hand, and you could see that his knuckles were all bruised from drumming. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home your new car. It's also the day to protect her with an auto policy from Shelter Insurance. Our policies are competitively priced and include new car replacement coverage if anything were to happen to your new baby. See Shelter Agent Kyle Stone in Pine Bluff, Grant West.